Yo, what is going on, baby? Welcome back to another new money movement. I hope you guys are doing well. So we're just going to open up with the market. And over the past week, or I guess, what is it, the 7th today? I'm recording this on the 7th, so it's been a week uh, since June started. The market is up 3%, so that's pretty good. And I think to date, it's down 14-ish percent, so still in that correction territory. And it seems to be sort of just floundering and, you know, some would argue bouncing around the bottom. Amazon rose, you know, since it's uh, stock split. Tesla has been really, you know, I mean, let's look up Tesla. I just, I just kind of want to talk about it because I am, you know, I, I know I've talked about it a lot. I am so sick and tired of talking about Elon Musk. Like, oh my God, it's, it's always something. And it's just exhausting every five seconds. Like, honestly, he's in the news. I mean, you know, Trump, I feel like was one of those ones where he would just constantly be in the news for some bullshit that he said or some outlandish thing, or he was just always the news cycle. And now it's like Elon Musk is that guy. And I'm not trying to compare the two. They're completely different, but like, I mean, they're very polarizing. That's for sure. And this guy always seems to make it in the fucking news. And there's, you know, there's more stories coming out around how he might be pulling out of the Twitter deal. And I was going to put that in here, but I'm just, I'm exhausted, man. And so Tesla shareholders, which is, you know, most people now, since it's in the S and P 500, it's just been pretty weird, but the market is, seems to be just sort of like staying constant. I mean, it hasn't really done too, too much since we sort of skidded along the bear territory around 20%. And now we're in the, in the teens. And so, you know, there are some different signs and things that have come out. I know we just, I literally just talked about like last week about how I, you know, I think it's a little bit overblown, the sort of recession predictions and demand is strong. Well, here we go. Here we go. Just as I literally made that video target, uh, which is one of, you know, the biggest retailers in the United States, which, you know, you could say target Walmart, these retailers have a big pulse on consumer demand and two weeks after they reported lower than expected profits which crushed their stocks absolutely crushed their stock i mean like if i look up target stock right now i look up target stock right now target stock this year target guys target like legacy you know blue chip target right is down 37 <laughs> percent and they took i think it was like a 20 30 percent nosedive when they were recorded lower than expected profits and today they said that they expect the profit estimates for the year to reduce further and they're looking to unload excess inventory in the current quarter so q2 so target previously said inventory rose 43 percent in april as demand for outdoor furniture, small appliances, and some electronics declined faster than expected, and supply chain snarls delayed the arrival of many goods past the ideal selling window. So you could argue that that's sort of just like a, a timing thing, but you know, I think it also they I think they also talked about the different changes in demand that they're expecting from consumers. So you are starting to see that it might be affecting inflation might actually be infecting consumer demand and it might you know start chipping away at them so maybe it's not as strong as i thought a week ago i mean i i, I still do think it's it's extremely strong i don't think it's you know I, okay i'm i'm literally talking out of both sides of my mouth here's here's what i think i think consumer demand 
in North America. So just uh, not really Mexico, I, I guess just the US and Canada. I, that's what I can speak on is fairly strong. However, it's not foolproof. It's it's not, you know, perfectly resilient. It's not, you know, inelastic in the sense that like people are always going to buy whatever, right? Like people are going to buy in general, but when you see things like this from retail sales, things like Target, Walmart, you know, Amazon even will come out and, and speak on that. That's when you start to like really get an idea of like, okay, maybe consumers are spending less. And, and when consumers spend less, that's when you actually worry. Well, it's not really worry because there's fucking nothing you can do about it. But yeah, so I mean, listen, I literally said in the video, I might eat my words and, and let's see if we see more of this stuff. But the market, it just seems to be skidding along the bottom. Nothing really too crazy to worry about. Next, I saw this one story on NFT insider trading. So NFTs have just been I mean, yeah, I haven't been talking about them for a reason because they've just completely fallen off the map. And uh, it looks like there's a story around U.S. prosecutors in Manhattan on Wednesday charged a former product manager at OpenSea, which is the largest online marketplace for NFTs with insider trading. This is the first time this has ever happened with digital assets. So this guy's from Manhattan, apparently was secretly buying, secretly bought 45 NFTs on 11 separate occasions based on confidential information that the tokens or the others uh, by, the, by the creator would soon be on OpenSea. So this guy basically just did insider trading, but basically for uh, NFTs and, uh, and he's getting fucking burned as he should be because that's fucked up. But hey, that is what it is. Next story, Sheryl Sandberg stepping down as Meta's COO after 14 years. If you don't know who that is, it was Meta's chief operating officer. Uh, and she's planning to just take a step back from Facebook and, and yeah. But listen, this woman was Mark Zuckerberg's right-hand man. Some people think this, she's really who was running the company and they were running it in tandem. She's a pretty recognized figure in global business, but I mean, she, she really like, was a huge, huge part of Meta. So this is actually huge news. Meta is in a really, really difficult position. And, and for Mark Zuckerberg's rock to just cut like this, I mean, yeah, she might be nearing retirement and it might be time for her. And I'm sure this fucker is gonna figure it out. But like, that's weird. That The timing's weird. And I believe that there's other executives that have walked away. So now I'm as a, you know, I, I mean, I, I benefit greatly from meta instagram whatever so that's a story that i'm kind of interested in what's going on over here man i mean ever since they kind of did a you know they there i mean when was it i think it was in february they took a huge hit huge 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 hit like they got crushed or sorry it was january they were trading at 300 30 dollars or something like that and they dropped to a low of 187 <laughs> in a matter of a month and like that's incredible in, in, in the worst way possible so they're like literally sliced in half and uh, you know i don't even know if they're a part of fang anymore fang even exists because with that and netflix and everything else so you know it is it is a little bit concerning but i'm sure meta is going to be completely fine if you guys are looking for a new credit card that's awesome and gives you great cash back, you're looking for a fantastic savings account that'll give you a good yield, a good return on your money for, I mean, 
it's not gonna give you 10%, but it'll give you something. Then you guys need to check out Neo Financial. They are a proud sponsor of the show uh, and they've supported your boy for some time. And so uh, I would love for you guys to check out some of the products. They are, in my opinion, one of the best things in fintech in Canada right now, uh, especially for young Canadians. Uh, so, you know, and who knows, maybe Americans soon, but uh, right now Canadians. So if you guys are interested at all in getting a better credit card, better savings account, better uh, want to build a credit with their credit builder, check out the link in the description. I'm telling y'all, you will not regret it. Quick hitter here, LeBron James is officially a billionaire. Uh, that's crazy. And he's actually an active player. He's the first active NBA player to have a net worth of $1 billion. That, I mean, that's that's crazy, man. So uh, LeBron, four-time NBA champ and the league's number two career scorer, made $121.2 million from May 2021 to May 2022 in on-court salary and off-court earnings. According to Forbes, the total trailed only Lionel Messi, who made $130 million on Forbes' highest-paid athletes list. So, I mean, like, a billion dollars, like, that's fucked. Like an NBA player worth $1 billion. Like I knew, you kind of knew this guy was heading for that with all the shit that he was doing. And this is a money show, so we have to talk about it. Uh, that's incredible. And I think that's just, it, it's very inspiring. But this guy's still in the league. Like he's still playing. He's still one of the best players in the NBA. And he's a billionaire with a B, bro. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. More news with the economy as well and uh, this is more so in the crypto space so gemini which is one of the biggest crypto exchanges that's out there uh is laying off 10 percent of their workforce and then you're just seeing like i said more and more stories around tech companies more highly speculative companies you know with you know crypto and things like that uh, really feeling it and really feeling the market and you know the winklevoss twins you know they're basically the people that say they came up with facebook but mark zuckerberg stole it blah 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 they own gemini and they're basically calling for a crypto winter so yeah everybody's got a bad feeling about it elon's got a bad feeling about it everybody's everybody's kind of you know woe is me i saw jamie Dimon predicted an economic hurricane as the war in ukraine soaring inflation and a fresh round of interest rate hikes continues to darken the economic forecast so yes there are some people that are calling for doom You've also had people like, I believe Larry Fink said that it's a little bit overblown and this is going to be further out and it's not going to be as catastrophic as everyone's saying. But yeah, just just I mean, it's evolving. And uh, this that's what the show is to kind of give you guys a gut check on where the economy is at. But it seems like it's just sort of like, you know, some people think it's like just like the the calm before not calm, but like the. It's like the period before the storm, before it really gets bad. But like, yeah, just a lot of a lot of hearsay, a lot of news, all that kind of jazz. And the last story I have for you guys, again, not the craziest week this week, but iMessage will get an edit function, so soon you'll be able to tell your friends, you know, what you what you think, and then you can unsend it and do all this kind of shit. So iOS. 16 is coming out and uh, you can unsend messages, edit messages. There's also going to be changes to the lock screen, customizable fonts. You know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of cool shit, a lot of cool shit. I, I just wanted to, to share that. So a lot of cool stuff on the go. It's kind of, it's pretty hype, pretty excited about it. But yeah, guys, listen again, not really too crazy of a news cycle in terms of the market and the economy, but you know, I, listen, I'm not going to come on here and just talk about random stuff. 
that absolutely doesn't matter. I'm going to try to talk about things that have some meaning to you or some interest, right? The LeBron thing. I mean, that's pretty jokes, right? <laughs> but that's all I got for you guys this week. I really, really appreciate y'all. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.